you bullshitting me? I've got a young woman here who's been shot in the head. Entry wound just above the left ear. No exit wound. Sounds promising, Alice said. Promising? If somebody has a bullet in their head and they're still alive, that points to hopeful. I understand. Uh, Frank, can you help me out? I spent the evening in the company of good friends, Anders. No doubt I have an impressive blood alcohol content. I'll do the actual surgery, but even a falling down drunk, Professor Ellis is a better brain specialist than I could ever be. Okay, I'll come, but you're going to owe me one. I'll have a taxi waiting outside by the time you get downstairs. Ellis had raven-black hair with a touch of grey, and a dark five o'clock shadow. He looked like an extra from E.R. He pushed up his glasses and focused on the computer screen, which showed every nook and cranny of Sananda's brain. "'I'm sorry for chasing you down,' Unison said. "'Not a problem,' Ellis gave a dismissive wave. "'But it'll cost you a bottle of Kragenmore the next time we go fishing.' That's a fee I'll gladly pay. Ellis tapped the computer screen with a pen. What do you intend to do? Well, first of all, it seems to be a small-caliber bullet. It entered at the temple and then stopped about four centimeters into the brain. It's resting against the lateral ventricle. It's bleeding there. How will you proceed? Extract the bullet by the same route and went in. Excellent idea. It's that simple? What else can we do? We could leave the bullet where it is, but then there's a risk she might develop epilepsy, migraines, all sorts of complaints. And one thing you really don't want to have to do is operate a year from now when the wound itself is healed. But... But what? The bullet doesn't worry me so much. The real problem is here. Ellis pointed at the screen. Around the entry wound you have all sorts of bone fragments. Some are embedded in the brain tissue. That's what could kill her if you're not careful. Blunkfist had found Selander, very badly wounded, at a farmhouse called Gossebeia just after midnight. He had sent for the police and the rescue service. The only thing that had gone right was that he had persuaded them to send a helicopter to take her to Salgrenska Hospital. Even so, it had taken over half an hour for the helicopter to arrive. Blunkfist had got two cars out of the barn and switched on their headlights to illuminate a landing area. The medical team had tended to Salander and Alexander Zalachenko, known locally as Karl Axel Buldin. Zalachenko was Salander's father and her worst enemy. He had tried to kill her but failed. Blunkfist had found him in the woodshed at the farm with a nasty-looking gash, probably from an axe, in his face and some shattering damage to one of his legs, which Blunkfist did not trouble to investigate. While he waited for the helicopter, he did what he could for Salander. He took a clean sheet from a linen cupboard and cut it up to make bandages. Then he found a roll of duct tape and used it to close her wounds. As he took off her trousers, so that he could bandage her hip, he realized there was something in one of the pockets. He pulled out a palm tungsten PDA. When he heard the approaching helicopter, he went through all the other pockets. 
he found another set of keys to her apartment in Musabaka, and a passport in the name of Irene Nesser. He swiftly put everything into his laptop case. A patrol car with officers Torstensen and Ingemarsson from the station in Trollhättan arrived a few minutes after the helicopter landed. Next to arrive was Inspector Paulson. It was then that things started to go awry. Three times Paulson had asked the urgently occupied doctor whether Salanda could be arrested. In the end, the medic shouted at Paulson to keep the bloody hell out of his way. Paulson had then turned his attention to the wounded man in the woodshed, and Blumfist heard the inspector report over his radio that Salander had evidently attempted to kill yet another person. By now, Blumfist was so infuriated that he yelled at Paulson to call Inspector Bublanski in Stockholm without delay.